Coming to you live from Browns headquarters in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Brought to you by Jack, the official entertainment partner of the Cleveland Browns. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, Cleveland Browns Daily on a first Friday, and boy, you may need a cocktail <laughs> by the time today's done. Uh, merely Bo Bishop, Gibbe here as well. Um, look, guys, I mean, th- this is a show about the Cleveland Browns, about the NFL. We have a little fun. Uh, we talk about Big B's and all the other things we do on this show, but we've we've got a uh, we've got a real health situation that we're that that has crossed over into the sports world, Gibby, and it's it's something that uh, you know you. I'm not going to spend the whole two hours on it, but there's a lot of information that has to get out there. And if you're driving around and curious what's going on at this moment, there's a lot of info uh, that, that's coming down and will probably change over the course of the two hours of this show. Uh, dramatically, in fact, um, as Governor Mike DeWine issued, um, is going to have a presser today at two o'clock or issue new orders today at two o'clock. And according to myriad reports, Beacon Journal, Columbus Dispatch, others, uh, quote, people will say, oh, my God. Uh, DeWine said of the pending orders, um, but he declined to offer more details, which that's don't think ominous. you should have teased it like that. <clears throat> it probably doesn't need a teaser. No, no. I'm fairly confident if you're speaking and it's on Corona, it's probably something important. Yeah. Yeah. So in the last, uh, you know, 12 to 18 hours, the Mac tournament closed to the public, which is one of the it's one of the weekends in town here that is adored. Uh, is is that weekend? It's an awesome gathering of that league. It's a central part, and the whole league comes. I know it's near and dear to your heart. You've called those games. You went to BG, so all of those things, um, and and so that will be done in relative quiet. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I said it last night. Uh, I was angry. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm angry. I'm pissed. I, obviously, I'm worried. I'm worried for like people like my parents. I'm worried about my in laws. I'm worried, you know, I've got friends that have some health issues. I'm worried about them because immune system-wise, they can't afford to get sick. But I'm just like, come on. Well, like, I, 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 And I, I get it. I understand it. I, I just, how about someone give me facts? Well, and, and I'm getting some. You're getting them now. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I, I just felt like this became a little more political than anything else. Like, you've got all the media on the right side, and this is not going to be a political show, but, like, you got one side saying, well, it's not as bad. You got another side telling me that the world's ending. I, I need to know exactly what, I, what's in front of me. What am I dealing with? What's the issue? And I just, you know, I mean, my, my, my kid's my, – so my kid is the lieutenant governor for Key Club. Mm-hmm. The volunteer organization in the state of Ohio. She's a sophomore. She's, I'm, I'm very proud of her. She has to go like a big ball this weekend. Got canceled. You know, she's sobbing last night. She's like, why? why? Like, I'm healthy. Like, everybody's healthy. I said, well, everybody might not be healthy. And I, and I don't know, I don't know what to do. And, and I'm, I'm angry. This will be the year. As my buddies and I were texting each other last night, this will be the year that Bowling Green wins it for the first time in my life. They'll go to the tournament, and I'm going to have to sit in a bar. And I'm going to a bar. You know, everybody's like, well, you should stay home. I'm not staying home. I'm not hiding. Yeah. I I understand the whole quarantine, you know, I I understand that. But I'm just (laughs) – it is is maddening. It is frustrating. I feel like you're getting some, but you're not getting everything – 
And this is only going to get worse, I feel like, before it gets better. Well, and I, I think that there is – I mean, the World Health Organization has declared it a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, they've said, look, there are countries that don't have this. There's ways to prevent it. Um, there's social distancing. There are – if you're sick, stay home. It is locking everything down. That's the way to handle it. That prevents it from spreading. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is um, on uh, Trump's – appointed to hit President Trump's counsel – uh, to dealing with this um, was in front of Congress today um, and was quick to say, I mean, this is direct, 10 times deadlier than the common flu. For everybody who says the kill, flu kills more, this is 10 times deadlier than that. He was asked directly about uh, NBA games. Here's, here's a direct quote. Uh, someone says the worst yet to come. Fauci says, uh, yes, it is. We'll see more cases. Things will get worse than they are right now. Bottom line is it's going to get much worse. Um, he was asked directly about NCAA games. Um, and he said, but as a public health official, anything less, anything that has large crowds is something we give risk to spread. Uh, we have to change our behavior. We have to basically assume that we're going to get hit. Um, and they said, if you have, he said, if you have to play games in front of crowds, so be it. Um, so that in, in respect to the NBA, NHL, MLS, um, Major League Baseball, and of course the NCAA tournament. Now, all of these conference basketball tournaments are going this week. Yeah, uh, the Big Ten starts tonight. They're going as scheduled in Indianapolis, and they're having crowds. I think the crowds will be much smaller because I think people are choosing to probably stay home. Um, but but th- those are ongoing. The NCAA they play the first floor in Dayton next Tuesday. Dayton closed shop. So, but as you know, with the NCAA, they come in and they run it. So they'll have to make those decisions. I don't see any scenario how they play in front of crowds. I no. don't. I think you're done at that point. I think others will follow suit. Uh, if you're wondering about the professional sports. Uh, teams in our area, the Columbus Blue Jackets, are going to play in front of crowds Thursday. That's the plan. But, again, this DeWine order at 2 o'clock, it's been a recommendation to this point. It could become an order uh, by 2 o'clock. In fact, um, in, in Northern California, what was a recommendation became an order. So no crowds over 1,000 now. The Warriors played last night uh, in front of a crowd. That's done. Yeah. So that's become not a rec- recommendation, but an order. A couple other things. You mentioned the MAC tournament. Uh, the Cleveland St. Patrick's Day parade is canceled, which done. is one of those one of those things you certainly circle on the calendar. Seattle to ban gatherings of 250 or more. Um, so all of these. The parade things, in Chicago, the world famous right St. Patty's one, parade. I mean, it all breaks breaks your heart. You'd rather look back and be cautious and say, "Gosh, we were silly for going overboard," versus. The other uh, is my view on it. Um, the thing I feel terribly for is the OHSAA, um, the kids yeah. who, I mean, the state boys basketball tournament, girls basketball tournament, wrestling tournaments, hockey tournaments, all of those will be done um, in, in, with four family members. Four, four, four tickets. Per player. Um, so with what you, know, you dream of going to play at the shot for a state championship, yeah. you're still going to do it. You'll just do it in front of, well, you're still going to do it for now. Yeah. For now, you're still going to do it. I mean, we, I think it. This is the thing you have to learn with. You, you have to know about this at this point. Um, and the NFL hasn't really had to do this. There's, you know, we had the, the uh, from NFL PR yesterday that owners meetings draft on is scheduled. Who knows? Yeah, that's today. That's Give it an who hour. knows what happens tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. Give it an hour. Uh, I mean, Andrew Gribble and I were, were talking through a few things and I, I was doing, I was venting. I was on my soapbox and being selfish and dumb and, you know, I, I said, I, I need some facts. I need to know what's going on. And, and Gribble had it perfectly. He said, I, <laughs> Italy didn't take it seriously. And look at Italy right now. The city shut or the country shut down. The country down. is shut down. people is shut down. And he said, that, for me, that was the proof. I saw a tweet from a high school kid last night. I thought it was great. If, if I could remember what it was, I think he went to St. Ed's or St. Ignatius. Mm-hmm. 
and he just said he's frustrated. I mean, we're all frustrated. This is this is crippling. We we all have very good lives. This is showing us we have it a lot better than most. We have it better than anybody in the world. Yeah, we're going to be way ahead on yeah. most just because of the infrastructure and stuff that we have. But but the fact that everything's coming to a halt. The kid said it. He goes, wait. You're telling me that I it's okay for me to go to school with my classmates, but I can't go watch them compete this weekend for a state championship. Mm-hmm. You're telling me, but I, I'm supposed to go to school with all these kids, but you're telling me that it's okay for that. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. I, again, it's frustrating. Uh, you know, you're trying to figure out, okay, well, how can I watch games? How can I watch the MAC tournament? Oh, you're going to you know, watch you, it all on TV. And, and that's you can the, listen to it on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you listen ESPN to it here, and you can watch it on TV in a lot of instances. So, um, look, we're very lucky in, in the situation that we have that for, for many people, uh, your lives won't be – you may be doing stuff from home, but your live – because of the technology advances we have in this country, many people can work from home. Yeah. Um, and, and those sort of things. The things that I worry about, and I'm, I'm fearful of this with – uh, Governor DeWine's announcement at 2 o'clock, whatever those new things are going to be, I'm fearful that that – I mean, I'm not fearful because it's the right thing to do, and I'd rather be cautious than not. Um, but but I am fearful that if that he says, all right, we're going to cancel schools for two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, and I'm lucky enough that my wife can be with the boys. It's, it's very fortunate that, that we're able to do that. Many aren't. Um, and so now how do you how do, you do child care? You got three elementary school kids who now have no place to go for four weeks. They're going to, they say, "Okay, we're going to teach them online." Well, who's going to watch the kids? So now are you taking turns being off from work. So the trickle down of this is enormous. Look at the economic impact that will happen in our city in the next two weeks. No fans for the MAC tournament, potentially an NCAA regional that is played to an empty house, and and no St. Patty's Day parade downtown. I hazard to guess with the total dollars of economic impact that will be lost yeah. in those hotels, three restaurants, right. bars, yeah. restaurants. When's it? Where's it? The service industry entirely. So this is going to change your life. It's it's probably already is if you've gone out and looked to buy essentials or whatever, and you see some of the stuff that's going on out there. It's it is frightening. Uh, be diligent and and pay attention. I, you know, pay attention. World Health Organization. Pay attention to the people who are on these councils who are giving you the facts yeah. and giving you the stern warnings. Twitter's an easy place stay to get off lost of, in. Yeah, stay off of Twitter and cable news, and just yeah. stay in the middle and and pay attention to the official organizations and and try to follow that. Um, but it's it's one of it's one of those things from a disruption standpoint. I'm not comparing the two. The last time I remember anything like this from a sports standpoint was 9/11. Yeah, where that weekend that happened. We had football games that weekend, and and you, they they had to. What do we do? When can we play again? Remember, I mean yeah. that that type of stuff. That was the last. That was incredible tragedy and, again, and sadness and all that. Said. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying from a the reason we're talking about it is because this is disruption. It's disruption to your world. It's what the, everybody's talking about, and it's disruption to your sports. Well, and you know we've always said there's there's not a lot that can bring down sports. No, Not a lot can bring down absolutely. the NFL. Like what, what, whatever's going to bring down the NFL, this could. Yeah, I mean, it's going to. This could bring down everything. I mean, Brian Windhorst this morning on Get Up right. saying, if if a player, I mean, what happens if a player comes down with it? Then we're shut down. Well, both Arsenal and Manchester City, which yeah. would be from an NFL perspective similar to the Chicago Bears and the Forty ers that that type of teams, two big big clubs in England. 
uh, they shook hands with the owner of Olympiacos, who also owns Nottingham Forest, and, and he tested positive. So Arsenal's on quarantine. A whole team is quarantined. So to Windhorst's point, that's already happened. So if that happens in the, in the, in the NBA, in the sure. NHL, and MLS, then you've got to shut it down. Major League Baseball, you've got to shut it down to prevent the spread. You've got to do a 14-day quarantine. So that's where you're headed with this thing. So there, the other thing about this is, Gibby, there's liability for the arenas that are hosting this stuff. You host an NCAA tournament, and all of a sudden there's an outbreak, and someone decides to sue you for it. Yeah. Where's that end? Yep. No, you're 100% correct. I, I, it's, you know, it, I, I'm waiting. You know, obviously the stock market is just one big roller coaster right now. But, like, you know, my wife, uh, her family has a very good business. Yes. And, and, but everybody's on pins and needles now. Like, what, how, at some point this is going to start affecting, you know, production. And, you know, people are saying, can, can you get stuff done? Can, you know, are, do you have a plan in place, you know, if one of your employees comes down with it and you have to shut down, are you able to still get us product at some point within two or three weeks? And, yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, Ohio State going internet-only school. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and they were one of the first to do it, um, and most are doing that now. It's because um, everybody's on spring break. The college kids, this is spring yeah, week. break month. Yeah, it gets you an extra week in it. And for a lot of the high schools and – and school systems around here, I think next week is spring break or the week after. So, um, there, you know, there's a way where you could almost buy a buy a week of it. So, look, we'll keep you updated on this thing as it comes along. And, and of course, we'll have more on the – this is one of those things that crosses over into the sports lexicon. Um, when, when Governor DeWine has his uh, changes at 2 o'clock, we'll have reaction from that as well. We're going to do some football here as well, though, and there's some movement from the NFL. We are, we are on the precipice of what I think will be complete chaos – for about it's relatively speaking the sports perspective chaos in the nfl because you're gonna have about a four-day waterfall of signings and the money and it's it's just going to be one after another you're gonna have a hard time keeping up you're seeing some big name players uh be released from their teams um already so we're gonna get into some of that uh that was the obm hot topics ohio business machine preferred copy provider the cleveland browns of all the x's knows for your office call 216-485-2000 to visit ohio business machines Com. We go around the league next, including a potential target at safety for us. We get to that up next. CBD 850 ESPN Cleveland. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Friends, Bo here for Northeast Factory Direct. My guy Alex carries the highest quality name brand furniture. And as someone who worked in the furniture business, whose family's in the furniture business for nearly a century, names I know and sold like Flex Steel in England and Klausner and many, many more. And this is a big one. They've got Amish made furniture now, made right here in Ohio. You get a higher quality than that, and it costs so much less at Northeast Factory Direct. Also carries high-quality hot tubs, pool tables, game room sets. My man Alex, so confident in his prices, he's offering a one-year best price guarantee. That's right. I've been saying Northeast price can't be beat. Now it is guaranteed. If you buy furniture or hot tubs from Northeast, and within one year you find it advertised for less, Alex is going to refund the difference. See the store for details or check it out at northeastfactorydirect.com. You go check them out in person. 
Trust me, West 140th Street in Cleveland, Lakeland Boulevard in Euclid, or Freeway Drive in Macedonia or online anytime at northeastfactorydirect.com. As we go around the league, presented by Jack, some we're going to get to the officials thing in a second because I think it's sure. interesting what the two teams are doing, Gibby. But we, we are starting to see uh, a bit of a slow bleed of players switching and becoming free agents. Uh, we saw it affected us with Kirko, of course, um, who reportedly is visiting with the Raiders already and, and, and interested teams there. Um, it is the Dolphins today releasing two-time Pro Bowl safety Rashad Jones. Um, the Texans releasing cornerback Jonathan Joseph. You will. This is a tough spot for the league. The league is essentially being held hostage by this CBA, and in some cases, from a free agency standpoint, certainly a quarterback by Tom Brady. So you need some dominoes to fall here to give people an idea. The CBA was to be ratified, voted on, and decided on by Thursday at eleven fifty-nine. I don't even know what day it is. It's fine. It's Wednesday. It's Thursday at eleven fifty-nine. <laughs> yeah, that got pushed. To Saturday. So it will now be Saturday. So the franchise tags got pushed to Monday. Legal tampering starts Monday. Thursday, I think 4 o'clock, official teams can sign. But what I think will happen is starting Monday, you will see a flood of, I'm signing here for this, this is going here for this, this player is going here. You're starting to see teams get a head start on it, like we did with with Kirko and and the Joseph move today and also the Rashad Jones move today. Um, but, buddy, I think we're going to head for, from a football perspective and obviously with the proper context, football chaos in the next week. Yeah, so at midnight or 11.59 Saturday night, we're going to know if the CBA passes or not. That is going to trigger a whole group of, if it passes, you can only place a tag on a player on one player. Yeah. If it doesn't pass, you can place a franchise tag and a transition tag, which a team like Dallas, they would do cartwheels over because that allows them to keep Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. Um, so you're going to start seeing those moves on Saturday. Or I'm sorry, on Sunday. Sunday, you're also going to start seeing additional guys get cut depending on what the salary cap will be. If they pass the CBA, guys, teams are going to be scrambling to, to reconfigure their entire salary cap. To make a run, Monday they uh, by eleven fifty nine is the deadline to franchise or transition tag a player, depending yeah. on how all that shakes out. <clears throat> Noon is the legal tampering, which I've never. Why not just start free agency at noon on Monday? The NBA does this too, where they don't, yeah. you know, like you sign with somebody and then you can't officially like <laughs> put on the jersey until we two all weeks know. later. We all know. We saw this with Anthony Barr who, you know, was going to the Jets and then they got Mosley and then he changed course and went back to Minnesota. So, you know, I, I guess those things can happen. Yeah, and then you've got free agency that starts at 4 o'clock on Wednesday. And that's when everything well, can be officially, but, but, I mean, don't you think, Gibby, that there's going to be a, a waterfall of people yeah. by we're gonna, we're Monday? Gonna yeah, I think Monday and Tuesday. Although, <clears throat> will we? Yeah, I, think, I mean, I think we will. So, my, my big question is, a week from now, yeah. does Tom Brady know where he's going? Because if he doesn't... Oh, I think he already knows. Well, but if he doesn't, and this free agency starts, and he hasn't signed, he's the first domino. With quarterback, for sure. But I think, my guess is, I mean, we've, we've already we've, we've heard the reports, Tom Curran and others have reported uh, that the Patriots are basically looking the way on illegal tampering and saying, go find out what you're worth. Yeah. Go check it out. Go see what you're worth. 
Um, so my guess is that he's done that. I think he knows. Um, you, I, I, we talked about my theory with Joe yesterday. I mean, this production company that he's starting, my guess is all a documentary. I think he ends up back in New England. Um, I would, I would and, think so. And that's the way that this thing goes. And then the only thing that would, would leave him, you know, to maybe not know what his path is would be if if he um, if, if New England wasn't sure what they wanted to pay him. Like, if the offer isn't what he wants it to be, then that could change it. But my guess is he knows what he's doing. He's probably had the conversations with everybody uh, about it at this point. And I yes. think the launching of the production company just adds up, you know, to, to kind of fill that in. Um, in terms of Rashad Jones, he is a safety of some regard, two-time Pro Bowler. He's 32 um, from, from the Miami Dolphins via the University of Georgia. The age would be, to me, an obvious – I don't think he would be a primary contact for us um and and we're kind of putting together kind of the philosophy of the vikings the philosophy of 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 paul and value versus talent and and it, his age i don't know makes him a fit for what we would be looking for we need the position but i don't know if he would be the fit. is he this year's morgan burnett though he a could guy be, that you could plug in because right now you don't have anybody in that room. I don't think he'd be the first run, and I think the the Correct. the uh, the change in the philosophy of the front office would 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 change that there. That instead you'd be looking for guys in their you know mid to late twenties who are maybe ascending players and pay you know, second that, or that third contract. Yeah, guys like that. I think I think that will be the primary focus um, of this front office, and there are they're going to be busy because there are. I think at least two safeties that are going to have to be signed in free agency. I think one veteran linebacker is going to have to be signed in free agency. I think you're probably going to need at least one tackle in free agency. I think you need depth on the defensive line in free agency. So you're talking about you a tight end. You may get a veteran wide receiver. Well, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jarvis isn't going to do anything until August because of his surgery. Um, and you, you have Odell, and, you, and then it's a bunch of young kids. So you've got to – there's, there's, there, I think they'll be very, very active. And A.B. said it when he was in here. We're going to be very, very aggressive. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go pay Jack Conklin $18 million a year to play right tackle, but, that you, but rather that you just need to be aggressive in signing players. Identify who you like, sign them, and get them in here, um, and you need several starters. Yeah, you're not talking about rotational guys so much no. as you're going to need some guys that on day one are, are probably in your starting lineup. Yeah. Of, yeah. of the regular season, of training camp, and of everything. Um Jones also surgery on both shoulders the past few years. I mean, obviously he had a big cap number. He was set to make eleven point five million in twenty twenty two million was already guaranteed. A again, that's a guy that probably a week into free agency is probably getting signed. You know, and, and I think the Browns could be that in talking with Gribble and we have a new BPA that's coming out tomorrow. We booted you out of the studio. You did, great. Yeah. Um Gribble says, beware. As much as we're talking about free agent signing, he goes, this team might end up being more of a player in trading. Yeah. Because of Andrew Barry and what he saw with both Dorsey and Howie Roseman and how they do things. It's a lot of trades with both those guys. So I'm wondering if, if that becomes a bigger, bigger factor. And the guys we're talking about, maybe we're – Maybe it's we should be looking at rosters as opposed to free agents. Yeah, I, I think so. I think the the issue there becomes, you know, what positions would you trade out of 
You know what? I I don't think that this doesn't seem like they'd be the group that would get rid of draft picks. So then, which active players on your roster would you trade? Would you be willing to trade? So then you say, well, where do we have incredible depth? Um, and because of all of the influx, you know, I don't know that there's a. I mean, you feel pretty good about your corners. You feel pretty good about um, about Miles, obviously, in your front middle of your defensive line. But beyond sure. that, it's very thin, as we saw last year. No depth. No depth uh, at linebacker. It's all very very young. Uh, based on what's happened the interior offensive line you feel pretty good about but tackles there receiver the two the top two are proven but both banged up and injured and coming off of that obviously loaded a tailback but part of the allure of that is to have both Kareem and Nick Chubb at your disposal because you you know you're trying to win so uh, you know if you're going to be active in trading okay but where are you trading out of uh you know you're trading out a position of strength for another position of strength so be very interesting to see. Big decisions for A.B. and the guys uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks. Uh, this was interesting. The Ravens and Chargers, I believe, are behind this. Um, they have, uh, the teams have submitted several rule changes for the competitions committee to discuss. Uh, the one that caught my eye the most was the Sky Judge, and the Ravens and the Chargers are for this. We have talked about this on this show many times. <laughs> For, for months, Four for months. years. Yeah. Actually, maybe a year or two. At least two years. Um, there, This is the a no-brainer of all no-brainers. A sky judge that gets it right, does it in a timely manner. The idea that instant replay hasn't changed in 20 years and it's still a, the guy in the white hat running over to the sideline to look at an iPad under a hoodie is nuts. Yeah. So if you have an ability to have one guy, and you do, you're the NFL for crying out loud, to have one guy to have all the angles who has the ability to review plays in real time in a minute, more likely than not, would be that quick. If you could do that to speed the game up and get it right, I am all for it. I can't imagine a scenario. Now, the, I don't even know why the, NF, why the referees union would have a problem with it because they are going to get extra jobs. So this last year was the first serious discussions about this in 2019. All 32 head coaches asked owners to consider it at, consider adding it as a backstop to an accurate calls. League leaders, however, did not think they could identify and hire 17 qualified sky judges in short notice last year. Instead, owners voted to pass pass interference calls and non-calls. Which is a disaster. A, a total disaster. And I would think at the owners' meetings later this month, that will be acknowledged that it was a total disaster. Yeah, and... Yeah, it was. And I, I would say, why do you have to train and why don't you just take guys who are already there to do it? Just sure. take officials that are already officials and just move them up. Um, the other thing I saw was the idea of an onside kick. All, and by the way, the rest of these came from the Eagles. All Eagles, huh? All Eagles. Okay. So establishing an alter to the onside kick after the score of the training team would have one play to gain 15 yards from its own 25. It succeeds. The trailing team would maintain possession. Owners voted down a similar proposal. I just think 15 yards isn't enough. So I looked this up. The an, the onside kick is a um, – in the old rules where you get a running start was about a 22% success rate for the, the team attempting it. When they went to the new rules, it went down to an 8%. The first year, an 8% uh, success rate. And in the second year, a 13%. I would suggest that fourth and 15 it would succeed more than 10% of the time. I would imagine be more like 30. Like, 4th and 15 is not that hard with the quarterbacks in this league. Sure. To me, go 4th and 25, make that length a little longer. Uh, I think I think that would be pretty cool. You don't want onside kick, something that happens 
where it succeeds 30 40% of the time. Uh, restore overtime to 15 minutes. I like that. I, I don't want to see games in ties. And if you're not going to go on, if you're not going to add a wrinkle in overtime and it's just going to be one overtime and that's that, put it to 15. I love the college overtime system. I think the it only thing fun. you'd have to do is just turn off the stats, and I don't know why college doesn't do that, but just turn off the stats and make it you know touchdown and go for two right away until somebody does it. I think that's that's a fun system to do, and that that sorts itself out. There's a couple instances. There was a time, game when Eli Manning was at Ole Miss where it went for like six or seven overtimes. But most instances it's done by the second overtime. Sure. Uh, it's done. Well, then don't the, in college, do don't they have to go for two? Yeah, after, like after the, the first, after the, you can kick a field goal the first one, and then the second time out, I believe they start going having to go okay. for two. So that it sorts itself out pretty quickly. Uh, the other change that was recommended was make changes to the new blindside block rule that would prevent unnecessary fouls. So, eh, I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, <laughs> the the sky judge That's makes no way too much sense. I, I don't understand. You can't find 17 – if you can't find 17 people now that are qualified to do that, like you're, you're telling me you can't find guys in college, you can't find – like move certain guys up. Yeah. You're telling me you can't find no, those? No, you, you can. Yeah. You definitely can. You take guys who are currently officials and just put them up there. The key would it for it to be would to have autonomy to make the call uh, so that they don't have to confer with anyone. And honestly – as bad as it is in the NFL, guys, if you're watching basketball now and maybe you're in, looking forward to March Madness or NBA playoffs, it's a thousand times worse in basketball uh, because it's three referees that go over to a tiny a monitor. monitor and stand there in front of it for five minutes deciding. There was an Ohio State game two weekends ago. <laughs> it was just like, my God, it was five minutes to decide Make if the, the ball went off of somebody's finger in super slow-mo. Uh, it's dreadful. So it's far worse there than we have to deal with. But th- what we all want – is it timely and right? And if that can do it, and I think it would solve much of it, do it. Sterator, Pereira, you're yeah. telling me that those guys that have hung it up, Landini, all you couldn't guys. just put them in the booth? Let them be in the booth. Yeah. Like, bring those guys back. Offer them whatever. To, yeah. Like, you don't have, you're never going to be on the field, but you're, you're our sky judges. Well, who is our who, – Pereira was, Pereira the guy was on with us, it. and he was yeah. all for it. Yeah. Yeah. He was all for it. Um, who's that poor guy who was who left officiating and went to CBS and was just dreadful at it as their at referee guy? Do you remember that? He lasted like one year, and Nance yeah. was like, "We got to carry." Was that his name? Something carry. I, don't know. I forget. The guy on ESPN was a little rough too. Monday it's, Night Football. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a tough. Yeah, it's not as easy as it appears, and you no. got to be quick. You got to be concise, and you got to throw it back to the guys that people want to hear from. Yes, yeah. You need a you need a ruling. You need it now. Yeah, and it's got to be quick. There was the guy at CBS who did it and was consistently getting it wrong and was having a heck of a time on live TV, which is strange because that job is basically live TV. I mean, all the games are televised to, to millions, and they're all um, you know you got to come on and turn the mic on and go. Mike it, Carey, Mike okay. Carey. That's territories there now. It was Mike Carey. Yep. That's who it was. He did it for one year, and I just remember Jim Nance being like, "What are we doing?" You can just tell in his voice, like, what are we doing here? Mike, let's, Mike, where you at? Can you get, get me one right? Let's sort it out. Um, one of the targets for this team, undoubtedly, in free agency is Anthony Harris. He was on the Ian Rappaport podcast uh, yesterday, and we'll play some of that and get a feel on if we think it's possible that there is a fit here. We will do that next. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. 
You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo Bishop here for my friends from Weather Seal Home Services. Guys, metal roofs, the new buzz in residential roofing. Metal roofing technology, materials, styles, and colors, they've all improved significantly, and metal roof costs have come way down right now through March 31st. Save 35% on a new metal roof from Weather Seal. Remember, Weather Seal, the exclusive home, seven years, zero interest financing. That's right, you don't pay a dime until 20. 20- 27. Call 877-351-SEAL. That's 877-351-SEAL. Or visit them online at weathersealhomeservices.com. Remember, the 35% metal roof discount ends March 31st. Prior sales are excluded. Call 877-351-SEAL. That's 877-351-SEAL. Or visit them online at weathersealhomeservices.com. All right. Hey. Would you have good, an update? You our, look like you had an update of something. Our, our good friend Britton Cole quit. I have an update on. No, oh, Cole. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's going on with Cole? He signed a one-year deal with the Vikes last September. Yeah. Obviously, after what happened here. After sure. being cut. Yep. Does not appear the Vikings are interested in parting ways with him. Why would they be? Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Pioneer Press reporting after an interview with Cole, he expects to re-sign with the team, but after the results of the players' vote on the CBA has wrapped up. Colquitt said his agent has spoken to the team about a three-year deal with guaranteed money over the first two years. Not certain of the financial terms say they are within the parameters that work for the team. Because, of course, he's a team guy. Yep. Yep. Well, you, God th- bless you. Congratulations. Awesome. I hope that all works out. Yeah, and what he wanted was to play indoors, to play in a contender, and he has all of those things uh, in Minnesota. Uh, speaking of Vikings and, um, and, and guys that we believe we would target – in free agency, but the price will be steep. Anthony Harris, the free agent safety for the Vikings out of Virginia, uh, one of the bright stars at that position in the league, is viewed by many as the top target at the position. Uh, There's familiarity, obviously. Uh, Coach Stefanski would know Anthony well. Uh, Harris was on Rap Sheet and Friends podcast uh, today, um, and we're going to play you a little excerpt from that. Have a listen. Tell me, um, you know, now that, I know it's going to be a little bit of a crazy week, a crazy two weeks. As you look toward free agency, as your future kind of is, you know, obviously up in the air where you're going to be, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I mean, it's very exciting and uh, blessed to be in this opportunity and position. So for me, I'm just trying to, you know, relax, uh, focus, focus on working out, um, improving myself this offseason right now, improving my game, um, spending some time with families and trying to keep my mind off of for as much as I can, um, but, you know, still staying in touch and being in tune with what's going on around me. So um, it's a great opportunity this weekend. I'm looking to go out to um, check out the Athletes First Classic out in California where I'll be hanging with my agent as things start to really pick up um, and trying to support a good cause there. But um, for me, it's just about, you know, being open. Um, You know, I, I love Minnesota. Um, I love the talk, the culture and my teammates there. It's great relationships. Um, I've been there a while, um, and I'm just looking to continue to just grow as a player, continue to grow as a person, um, continue to grow as a leader. So for me, I'd like to go back there, but um, I'm also, you know, I think it's smart to just, you know, take a look at all of my options and just being open and really, you know, taking my time with making a decision. I like that. So the weekend before free agency, you're going out with your agents, your new agents, actually. You're going to go do some good. That's not bad. Yeah, 
yeah. So um, it'll be it'll be a time to go out, you know, kind of support a good cause at the Orange County uh, Foundation, trying to help raise money for you know children who suffer from abuse and neglect. So it's a good cause. Something that I like taking pride in is just being able to help other individuals um, from different communities um, and just being able to impact others in a positive way. So that's something that I like doing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for me to go do that there as well as be around my agent during this process and um, be hands-on and be able to, you know, maneuver through what's about to come in the next week or so. So the Vikings, obviously, you know, they got a defense that, as you know, is pretty stacked. A lot of guys with some a lot of accolades and some big salaries as well. And I know last year they worked worked hard to keep Anthony Barr in, in quite the <laughs> quite the soap opera. Is returning there uh, a realistic possibility, or in your head is it like, you know, do you think you're kind of moving on? I mean, for me, you know, I mean, I don't see I don't see a reason why I'm looking to you know go somewhere else or or mm-hmm. really you know not like I don't want to go back to Minnesota so for me it's just about you know I know the I know the guys in that locker room I know the coaches um I know the system uh the city is a good city the community is a good community so everything there has been good um so for me realistically that that's an option for me um and it's going to be you know up to people to you know handle their jobs and find a way and see if that's a realistic possibility. Um, so for me, it's just about, you know, being open to it. Um, I think that, you know, anything's possible. So I'm not really closing out any doors as far as what could possibly happen um, because anything's essentially possible. Anything can happen. So for me, it's just about, you know, letting people do what they're supposed to do, me controlling what I can control. Um, and that's just being open-minded um, still getting my workouts in during the week, um, improving my game so I can continue to grow and continue to develop. And then just being open to all possibilities. You know, it's a lot of talent on that team, a lot of great leaders. Um, but I do see myself as a top talent and a good leader, not only just on that team, but just in general um, with how I carry myself and personality. So I'm just approaching everything with an open mindset. Do you have a sense for which teams – uh, which teams want you, which teams are going to come hard at you, or you wait until Monday at noon or 11 Central, whenever it is, to find out? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's for me, it's just all about, you know, not getting too high, not getting too low. Um, right. Taking everything with a little grain of salt, um, you know, until, you know, we sit down and we're able to actually pit things, you know, and writing. For me, it's just about, you know, the job's not done. You know, I've, I've worked hard all last off season to pit myself in this position. And now that it's here, it's just about, you know, staying there, staying focused, um, staying dialed in until we can actually, you know, pit some things and write in. And then from there, it's just about, okay, now I can actually pit my full attention onto what I'm doing this off season, what I want to work on. Um, what are the things that I'm looking to do coming into this new season? Because I feel like there's a ton of stuff out there that I can, continue to show and put on display. And that's really what I'm really anxious to get back to is just focusing on football and focusing on growth in the area of my life. You know, the thing uh, that I point to, uh, that he has been linked to us um, just for the obvious reasons. We need a safety, and he played for the Vikings. He's really talented. It would make all the sense in the world. And also Jack Conklin, the right tackle out of Tennessee as well. We've heard reports of that. 
Um, it'd be hard-pressed to imagine that you could sign both. Uh, you'd love to sign one, and even that might be uphill odds. There's a lot of teams with money. If this new CBA changes, there could be more teams with money. They will be two of the most sought-after players in all of free agency. Um, if you could sign one, which one would you sign? Harris or Conklin? Uh, yeesh. I, I think salary cap friendly wise, you're probably better off going for Harris because I think Conklin could break the market. You could be spending an awful lot of money on an offensive lineman and maybe you're better off going with maybe Peters, a guy who's cheaper. Uh, he's a veteran. He's an older guy. Yes, he's 38 years old, but he's a good locker room guy. And I think we might need a couple of those. Just throwing that out there. Um, I, I, I think you could get a couple other alternatives on the offensive line and i think you you break the bank to get harris well yeah and you could still get hub yeah exactly. hub's still here and you're going to pick a tackle at 10 and yeah, you might you get another one at in the yeah. second round if you wanted to you go tackle tackle i don't know that i don't know that you'd want to do that but you could whereas safety we've illustrated it like the depth just isn't there in the draft yeah. as the and the talent isn't there and you need you need a stud safety and that's what this guy is so you need one of those you, you have to anchor the back end of the defense you know, and, and you, I mean, I think it's been proven too. You better have a safety that can be flexible and play positions. Think about Denzel Ward, how many games he's missed over the first yeah. two years of his career. Greedy Williams was down for a, a part last year. No question. Year. Um, you, you better have a guy back there that's versatile that can slide into a, a corner role if need be, but it is mainly your, your stalwart on defense in the back end. Yep. Yeah. And that allows your defensive line to rush the quarterback. I, I just it's amazing and I we we've done this on various things, but if you go back to a year ago, think about how off the rails the Demarius Randall situation got. You went back to a year ago, you said, Boy, I hope we can we can sign him, I hope we can make the money work like you thought he was gonna be part of the future of the organization coming off of a virtual Pro Bowl year, uh even though he wasn't, he was right on the edge. I thought probably should have been. Um and now you gotta get two safeties. Yeah. In a year. Yeah, a guy <laughs> a guy we thought was gonna be around for Quite some time. Young guy, talented, interceptions every year. All that, that streak of seasons with, was it three or four interceptions every year? Um, all of that and it all. And now you're looking for, for two starting safeties. I don't think you want to – we like Sheldrick a lot, but I wouldn't think you'd want to go and, and not have two guys – you think you'd want him to be the third safety going into his second year He's continuing in the to develop. He's a kid who's developing. Yeah, and how many snaps did he get last year? Yeah. Well, I mean, even on special teams, you would think, okay, well, he cuts his teeth on special teams. Yeah. I mean, he – he didn't play a lot. No, no, you no. Know, he showed he a few things at the end of the year, but, uh, again, you have to get some depth. And I think we've talked about it. I think Money Mitch is under contract here. Yeah, you've got, you've got Mitch and, and you've got Greedy and you've got Denzel, uh, but you've got to replace TJ and you need two safeties. Yep. So it's a lot of that, – that's a lot. Yeah, the back end still list. needs a lot of work. Um, all right, uh, we're going to take a timeout. Top of the hour, um, Governor Mike DeWine with a new um, – the new rules uh, or recommendations. I don't, maybe more than recommendations. Not sure what it's going to be yeah. on the coronavirus. We'll have that for you. Want to make sure. So at the top of the hour, we will have that right here on CBD 850 ESPN Cleveland. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Second hour here, Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Jack, the official entertainment partner of your Cleveland Browns. Bo Bishop, Jason Gibbs here. Join us uh, 
for Military and First Responder Appreciation Day. Every Monday at Jack Thistledown Racing, I'll simply present retired or active Military or first responder ID. Receive 50% off of participating dining outlets at Jack Thistledown Racino. Jack, thanks you for your service. Uh, Cynthia Freeland with a mock draft uh, that we're going to go over with here in a second that is very interesting. Analytics-based mock draft. Before we do that, a couple of um, updates from the sports world. And Governor DeWine said to uh, unveil his new uh, procedures for this here in the next minute or so. Uh, but the Golden State Warriors now will play the foreseeable home games without crowd. Uh, so that is their plan now, which is, follows a San Francisco ruling of no no crowds over uh, a thousand. A thousand. Yeah, yeah it's now Seattle a thousand. was two fifty. The governor of Washington also said uh, nothing with crowds over two fifty for the state. So that and he banned it. So that the NCAA first and second round sites in Spokane would be directly impacted by that because last I checked, Spokane is in the state of Washington. <laughs> yes. Good job by you. That's a public school education. That is, yeah. Like me. That's right. Good. That's right. Michael Smith from the Sports Business Journal. This this uh, Duke AD Kevin White chair of the NCAA Selection Committee supposed to have a teleconference today. The NCAA just canceled it. Well, they don't know what to do. Yeah. They don't know what to do. Um, they're, the, the other thing you have to remember with them, um, the, the other thing you have to remember with the NCAA is like the last thing they want to do is have to give back money. Yeah, and if they have to start giving back money for sponsors for those venues, uh, for tickets at those venues, um, that's a lot of checks to write uh, for an institution that that really doesn't like to do that. Um, so that's where you stand at this point. Well, and how about this from uh, the Mariners? Uh, Mariners are essentially uh, <laughs> Mariners to start the season in another venue after state-imposed band. Club's 2020 schedule begins with seven home games. Not not so much. So they're not, yeah. We just don't know. I mean, yeah. It, it, it's, it was headed this way. We talked about it yesterday, uh, that it was going to be heading this way, that you could feel it coming, that this is the way that things were going to start be starting to, to fall. The dominoes were going to start to fall, and, and they're starting to be that way. In terms of the NFL circles, the, the two next things that are really on the docket in terms of the NFL being places – the NFL owners meaning to a lesser extent. That's March owners, and, owners and, and coaches and that type of stuff, and you have to wonder if that's going to go on as planned. And That's Palm Beach? Yes. Um, and then um, the, the next would be the draft, which, which would be interesting. There's been myriad reports about NFL teams pulling scouts off the roads and not going to pro days and those type of things. Um, so this is, going, this is infringing on your sports world now as well. Um, and sports are supposed to be the one place you can come and enjoy and not think about all the worlds of the problems. That's exactly. what makes it beautiful is you can find somebody who you disagree with politically and you can uh, sit at first energy and on a, on a Baker Mayfield to Jarvis Landry touchdown pass, both cheer and high five and everybody wins. Uh, but now this has crossed over into the sports lexicon and it's my guess is it'll be here for uh, the foreseeable future. And um, we will see, uh, we'll get you updated on anything with um, – with Governor DeWine, I have not seen anything just yet. No, I don't know if he's speaking yet. It may just nothing. be a release, too. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what he's going to do, if it's going to be a press conference or just a release saying this is what we're going to do. He's basically doing it every day um, is the way that it, the way that it goes. Um, so this is, in the meantime, as we as we wait on that, let's have a little fun and do some mock drafts, talk a little football. Symphony Freeland, uh, who's, a, who's a fantastic friend of the program and works for the NFL Network on analytics. So her mock draft is based strictly on not necessarily team needs, but this player would be a great value here. This is the surest thing here. 
correct? I mean, yeah. it's pretty much that simple. She said, my analytics-based mock is based solely on a contextual data-driven model that aims to do one thing, maximize each team's potential to win as many games as possible in 2020. So before you read any further, take note, I am not attempting to predict or divine what teams will actually do on draft day. Yeah. But, but I mean, I want to win. Right. I want to win a lot of games. And it I'm gives, in. It gives you an idea. For So, for example, if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you don't want to win next year, would it benefit you more to do as she says and take Chase Young and bring Andy Dalton back at quarterback? You might, in the short term, it might make yeah. sense. And so that's the process that she went through here. So she does have Chase Young going number one to the Cincinnati Bengals. Isaiah Simmons goes two. Dos Unos goes two to the Washington Redskins. Derek Brown three to the Lions, Tristan Wirfs four to the Giants, Joe Burrow five to the Dolphins, then Tua, then Jeff Akuda, CeeDee Lamb, Javon Kinlaw, Andrew Thomas to us, which frankly could be how it ends up anyway. Yeah, it definitely could be. I mean, he could – the more mocks, the more things I see, he seems to be the fourth offensive tackle. Yeah. But that's a guy that blocked for uh, our, our running back in college. Absolutely. I'm in. Yeah, no, and he's a great player. I mean, I, yeah. that's the thing about – that is the thing about this. Um, that's the thing about this class is at, at tackle is if you get the third one as as Cynthia is yeah because does she have? It'd be the second one here because she has a second. So she has Thomas second behind Werfs, um, and then uh, Wills Jedrick Wills out of Alabama after that. And so Becton way down. 18. Becton way down at eighteen. Um, so it's. It's interesting how to view it from just a number standpoint that you'd be best off doing this versus, uh, you know, re taking a quarterback or, or trying to make one fit there. Um, I, I think most people agreed that the safest pick in this draft is Chase Young, that he's a sure thing, uh, that he's, a, you know, maybe a slightly better Bosa, and those guys are pretty good. So if you had the option, you're Washington at number two, mm -hmm. would you take Chase Young or Isaiah Simmons? Is it a no-brainer? Are you running to the podium, or are you thinking about it for a minute or two? I don't know their roster well enough to know their safety situation, um, but I would say, I mean, Chase Young is just plug-and-play. I mean, you know, they haven't had a guy like that on the edge. I mean, my gosh, you have to go back to, like, Dexter Manley to have somebody like that that they've had that you could just – it's just like when we drafted Miles, like you knew what Miles would be. You knew he was going to be great, and that's how Chase is. I feel like Isaiah Simmons is going to be great as well. Um, but is it more valuable to have, you know, Reggie White or Ronnie Lott? You know, I don't know. I guess it just depends on philosophically sure. the way you go about your business. Um, I think you can make it. I think he, he at least makes you think. Simmons makes you think about it. Um, I think the fact that he's put himself in a position like a cornerback needy team like the Lions at number three, if there are no trades and they stay where they're at, and they decide to draft a defensive player. The fact that a cornerback needy team with a lockdown corner right sitting there in Akuda and they're considering Simmons tells you how much his stock has risen over the course of the last two months. Yeah. I, I mean, that's he's skyrocketed. I mean, really and truly. Young, Simmons. Uh, if Joe Burrow wasn't in the draft, would you go Tua or Chase Young at number one? If I were, I would go Chase Young for sure. I, I think the injury concerns for Tua. I know he got the clean bill of health, but he's had two ankles uh, that have been that have been had major surgery on. And he's now had a hip. Yeah, that's three surgeries, major surgeries in in a three year college career. He takes a lot of hits. 
obviously. He scrambles and takes a lots of hits. Um, so to me, yeah. If I were the Bengals and Burrow wasn't in this, and I think you'd even have to think about this anyway if, if you didn't love Burrow, um, you could go young and then put yourself in position for Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields next year. I mean, that's what we did. I mean, we just – Sure. You can argue it or not whether, you know, obviously Mahomes was in that draft. I don't know if anybody thought Mahomes would be this. Or Watson. Or Watson right. is Watson, the one. we had a little bit of an idea. Yeah. But. but I don't know what – I mean, you were doing this show at that time. I was not. Um, I, I viewed Watson primarily through the prism of a college player who I think is the most – probably the most important college player of the, of the, of the teens. I think he probably is. So the 20 teens, he's probably the most important college player. He signaled – his committing to Clemson and to be able to go from Taj Boyd to him allowed Clemson to establish themselves as a national power. He won a national championship. He was the best player in back-to-back national championship games. Um, to me, he's the most important college football player of the decade. Um, and I viewed him as he seemed to me like a sure thing. Uh, but I don't. the NFL obviously didn't feel that way. Because no. I don't know if there was even any conversation with him going number one. I remember a lot of Trubisky, but yes. I don't remember him. Trubisky was a late... You know, uh, uh, there was a, <laughs> there was definitely, it, it was almost like the Mayfield surge the year we took Mayfield. It, like it came out of nowhere, like a week before the draft. It was like, well, I think he's going to be a top five. And then all of a sudden you started hearing he's in conversations and wait, what? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. I, so, I loved him as a high school player, obviously, but I was always apprehensive of a guy who only, who was only a one year player uh, in college. The list of guys that have done that, and I think you see that a little bit with Dwayne Haskins with the Redskins as well. Well, the, and that's my concern. Right. That's my concern with, with Burrow. I mean, you really had one great year. He did. You don't have anything else really to he, go off. He came on at the end of um, at the end of his junior year at LSU. He came on, and you started to see signs of it, but he really exploded last year. And honestly, with him, it wasn't until we got to the Combine, and we talked to both football guys and analytic guys, and both were in unison that he was without question. I mean, the PFF guys had him as the highest-graded guy they've had, uh, and we had Matt Waldman highest since Andrew Luck for him, and that was the cleanest prospect the PFF guys have ever graded. So that, that kind of changed my view, because I'd wondered, gosh, I mean, you watched everything you did, you saw the year he had, but you wondered, like, it's a relatively small sample size. But everybody, football guys, scouts, analytic guys, everybody loved him. Yeah. I mean, that's – I don't know. I mean, that woulda, shoulda, coulda, whatever the case might be, uh, even in the analytics mock draft, we're, we're going offensive line. I mean, it, well, that's it's, a, <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter what it is. Offensive tackle is our pick. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Like for all of the love of Werfs and Becton for what they did, if you end up with Thomas or Wills, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Take either one of them and and run, run the card up, make the pick, and get it done. You're gonna have to address it the other way uh, via free agency. Um, but either way, that that is gonna get you're gonna you're gonna solve a big big thing there. And as we had. Joe, on yesterday, we were talking, you know, you talk about a guy for 10 years now. That's what we had with him. Yeah. You don't worry about left tackle for a decade. You put him alongside of, of Joel Batonio, and away you go. Yeah, and that's and that helped Joel Batonio take the next step to the point where you don't have to worry about inside with him and Treader. I think it was brilliant. I love what Joe brought up uh, last year, putting a rookie next to Joel. Um, and just like Joel was next to Joe, and all of a sudden, I'm going to bring you along. Exactly. Come with me. We're going to sort it out. 
you know, so then you have to, in that sense, you have to find personality fit too because you're working hand-in-hand hand with them going forward. But when you can go Treader in the middle, Petonio, Thomas, Wills, Becton, Wirfs, whoever, uh, and get that kid, have those veterans lead him along, that's a pretty good spot to be in. Yeah, and that's part of me. There, There's a place for Hubbard. Hubbard could be your starting right tackle still. I don't know if everybody would be on board with that, but he he could be. Yes. I, I mean, that's if you focus on your left tackle, or he could he could be your left tackle next to Betonio. Yeah. And, and maybe Wills uh, is your is your right tackle because that's what he played at Alabama. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's you just don't know what to think. You don't know. You know, you're going to get an offensive lineman. I think we're all pretty confident in that. But you don't know what side. You know, can can Wills play left tackle? He played right tackle. Can he play left? Yeah. I don't I mean, know. Werfs. You know Thomas can. Yeah, but like Joe Thomas talking about Werfs. Right. A little concerned that maybe he's better off as a better suitor to be a guard. Well, I'm not taking a guard with a top ten pick. No. <laughs> I need a tackle. No, no, and you're fine at guard. Well, you're great at left guard, and I think you're probably fine – um, at, at right, if guard. you can solve the right tackle problem, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can sort those things out. But big questions have to be sorted out there. Uh, nothing yet from the governor in terms of of his rulings at this point. We will we will get those to you when uh, when they come down. Uh, coming up next, Kevin Seifert with the 100 best NFL free agents. How many of the top 20 actually make it to free agency next week? We will get into that coming up next. CBD 850 ESPN Cleveland. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, Bishop, give a on a first Friday edition of the program. It, did something happen with The Bachelor? Oh, uh, the final night? two-night finale, baby. Four hours of Bachelor watching I've done. Is that the last yesterday and today or yeah, yesterday and Monday and Tuesday? Monday and Tuesday. How'd it go? How'd it all turn out? Uh, I, do I do I wait till Zagura comes back? Because you're not bachelor. No, but I mean that's all the reason why. Yeah, Tell me what I, I missed. Yeah. All right, let me ask questions. Did the did the I've only seen the show once, and it was when Jesse Palmer was on it, and it was just because I knew him. Um, so all right, and I never watched it prior to this season because the whole Brown they did like a week here in Cleveland. They were at the stadium. That's right. Was Pilot there, Pete actually signed some stuff for my kid, did some stuff for her. So that was the guy yeah. who was in, who was the champ. He was the bachelor. He's he had to the make bachelor. the picks. So did he get any advice before his picks? Um, so there was a little drama. Oh. Um, it came down to like the final two. Okay. And the and the one girl, uh, one woman had said, you know, they have these fantasy suites okay. for like the final three. Yeah, I'm familiar sure with how that goes. Out how yep. that goes. Yep. Uh, and basically the one woman is, was saving herself for marriage and said, if you go into those rooms, uh, or if things go the way that I think they're going to go, uh, I, I'm not sure that we can be together. And meanwhile, she's the favorite the whole time. Sure. She is. He is smitten with her, but yeah, you know, uh, he does what he does, gets himself in a little bit of a pickle. She leaves. Yep. Now, she's down to the final two. Okay. There's all kinds of issues. The The family, the crazy mom, he's got a mother. Woo! 
So the, that's the woman that I see going around and on the social crying. today. That yes. She's, yeah. Yes, the crying woman. Right. Um, so they love the one. They love the one finalist. Don't get along with the other one. The parents. Yeah. The mom. Yeah. They have a little meet the parents thing. The mom like the save girl. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Of course. So in the meantime, Bachelor and the girl that basically is, you know, he's violated her trust and her thing. She she's torn if she wants to stay, and he's pleading with her to stay. She ends up leaving. Yep. Okay. Now he doesn't tell the other woman this, so he's like, "Well, she left. I'm going to propose to the other one." All right. Okay. Because that's what you should do. That's what you should do, yeah. yeah if you're going to go time. down that road, you just you want to make sure you're actually doing it correctly. And Seems so, like he did. Well, I, I mean, he basically proposed to her because the other one left. Well. I, I mean, if that's how you got to do this, that's how this game works. a reality show to find works. true love over the course of a month. Uh, yeah, but is it true love? <laughs> say, I mean, let's, Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> so he proposes, and... So they're like, "Hey, we're engaged," and they yep. go to break. And I look at my wife and my kid, and I said, "It's only eight twenty-eight, and this goes till ten. Uh, this is not over. Buckle up, because oh, that's right, an hour and a half. Oh yeah, there's ninety minutes left. As a man who understands television production, yes, you know how that goes. So basically, everybody goes their separate ways. I, I guess they go back home to their lives. They have to sit on this for months. Like oh, they're yeah, not sequestered they to, or yeah, anything. Yeah, they got to produce it. Survivor, uh, they used to sequester everybody. Sure, yeah. Not that, that you got to go. You just sign mountains of paperwork that you disappear not gonna, for a couple of yeah. months and don't say anything to anybody. Exactly. So, <laughs> I guess he goes a month without talking to the woman he's engaged to. <laughs> she comes to. She flies to California to see him from Nashville, and ends up like breaking it up. Of course. And, and she just she takes him to town. Good. Like, she so is anything it, solved all right so then we get it oh, i'm not done this is this is drama at its finest do we go back to the girl who said no and beg so unbeknownst so th- at this point now they've got the live studio audience it's the oh, final episode we got people they in, bring the bachelor yeah. out bachelor's talking they bring out the girl that has broken off the engagement sure. yeah she rips him up and down while she's doing it they have in the corner of the screen the mother, his mother, is in the crowd. She's clapping and whooping it up for the girl. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, yeah. Mom's. Did he come away with stuck. any true love at the end? So, the the Harrison, the host. Yeah, he's, he's good. like I like him. Basically, flew to Alabama. Told the girl, "Hey, engagement's over. He still loves you." Gets no, her he to doesn't. come on a plane. They go to they go to California. Bachelor's supposed to meet with Chris Harrison. Surprise, surprise, she walks in instead of Chris. There's no way that I mean now they're working on it. And, 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 and to his credit, he you know, they were like, What what's gonna happen? Like Chris kept saying, Are you gonna pro- basically are you gonna propose? Is this gonna happen? And he's like, No, I'm like, I'm not like, we're taking this one day at a time. We're gonna see what happens. Meanwhile, death stares from the mother. And then they interview her and she goes, we all know that she's terrible for him. His friends know every like she destroys this woman. This woman doesn't bat God bless her, goes right back at her and is like, I believe this is his life and not yours. Oh my god. It was 
What a mess. Nothing's happened. There was no ring. There was no engagement. I was in a bachelor pool that my kid had convinced me to join. Oh, that's nice. Well, a little family time. You know, I mean, there's that's a little family time. Who won the pool? Writes, no one, because no one. Because nobody won. Yeah. Well, I suppose the winner is. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I don't know in that scenario who would be the winner of the bachelor if there is one. No. No. I don't know. No good. Um, so that's where I, we watched it. My my kid was like, "I watched this for nothing." I said, "Yeah, <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, and you dragged us all in for it. <laughs> good job by you. Good good luck with all that. Yeah. Um, this from as we are about a week away, exactly a week away from official free agency. Kevin Seifert, uh, ESPN um, insider on the top 100 free agents. If you play the game of will this person actually enter free agency? Uh, I think that's interesting. His number one is Dak Prescott. Uh, I know you're not a big fan, but but I understand him being at, at number one, being a 27-year-old who started and had as many wins Correct. as he had. And um, and I don't think there's any way. I think he'll be franchised by the Cowboys if they don't get a deal done. They've said so. They want him. Um, my guess is a deal gets done, but if not, they'll just franchise him. Tom Brady reaching for uh, free agency. I think he will, uh, but I do think he would go back to um, – to the Patriots. Breeze, obviously, no. And Gakway's going to be interesting because he's basically said goodbye to DeFalco County at the Jaguars. And they said, well, we're going to probably franchise you. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Could be a franchise and trade situation, but those are very difficult. Brandon Scherf, the guard out of Washington. Um, it's amazing he's the number five free agent when he's missed 13 games missed over a the lot past of games. two seasons. <clears throat> Yeah. I'm not so sure this free agent class is all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, I agree. I, Jadavion Clowney is is number six on his list. He's missed games. He's an incredible difference maker when healthy. He just isn't healthy that often Yep, is the reality of that, and we don't know what the market will be for him. Ryan Tannehill, I think, will only reach free agency if Brady uh, goes there, and they would, I think, be the second choice for him. But other than that, um, and it seems to me like the Titans, it seems to me like he's operating like he's going to be in Tennessee. You saw with the Tornadoes in Nashville last week, the way he was with that. Um, then it starts getting into Chris Jones, a defensive tackle out of the Chiefs, um, purportedly placing a tag on him. Shaq Barrett, um, I think he could be somebody who hits free agency. Hunter Henry, the Chargers put a high importance on it. We'll see what his interests are. A.J. Green, the, they've said that they will tag him. Yeah. Which, tagging a 32-year-old receiver who hasn't played a full season in quite a while. If And we talked about it yesterday a little bit with you and Joe Thomas when I, when I was doing a yeah. stay-or-go type deal and predictions. Like if you're AJ Green, why are you going to fight the franchise tag? Who else is going to pay you that money? Well, he just might want to win. He's made his money. Maybe he just wants to go play on a winner. I mean, they're in a rebuild now, so maybe he just wants to go play for a winner and, and see what he can do. Rivers obviously already reaching it. Eric Armstead I th- obviously is going to reach it. Um, and now you start getting into the guys that I think where we would be an in interest. Uh, we've talked about Anthony Harris at 23. He's actually the number two safety on this list. Justin Simmons, number one. He was second-team All-Pro last year, but that they the Broncos are set to tag Justin Simmons. Um, and then you start – that we've talked about Dante Fowler Jr. is a guy we've talked about a lot here on the program. When you start to think about linebacker, too, now, because that's some place where you're going to have to sure. sign. Um, you think about if any of those guys – it sounds like Bud Dupree is going to get franchised um, by the Steelers. Jack Conklin, we've talked about him at tackle. Um, I think there's you have to look at the position groups we've talked about a hundred times in terms of finding uh, guys that are fits here. Um, and I, I was just looking through the the linebacker group, Gibby, just trying to find one. The reports today that we were interested in Vic Beasley um, as a as a defensive end that maybe you'd make a run at that. I'm, I'm just going through the list right now, look, literally looking for a linebacker that has any tie to any of our guys, front office or coaching staff, and I don't see one yet. 
Matthew Judon, mm-hmm. you know, everybody just assumes the Ravens are going to franchise tag him. Yeah. They haven't franchise tagged anybody, I, sent, I think, since 2013 with their kicker. It's been, yeah. I mean, they don't franchise people. They let C.J. Mosley go, Zadarius Smith. They they let guys go. Yes. And, you know, talking to Gribble, and Gribble's going to join here in about five minutes. Um, this is – the AFC North teams are not active in free agency. No. Like, a lot of them are just draft and develop. And then when it's time to go, it's time to go. Yeah, I'm just looking, like, at linebacker. I mean, two of the four – Two of the two of the five best linebackers on this list are our guys, Schobert and Kirko. Schobert's three, Kirko's five, on the list. I'm interested what the market is for Corey Littleton. Yeah, the Rams linebacker, 26 years old. I mean, he went from special team standout to the Rams' leading tackler. Also intercepted two passes, recovered four fumbles. Get some looks based on his tackling and scheme versatility, and. Don't forget, Wade Phillips, uh, big fan of our defensive staff. So, similar scheme. I mean, I I, I wonder if, if the Browns might – maybe Littleton becomes your your big fish. Maybe we're going down the wrong thing and looking yep. at safety. And I, I, I'm just – I'm having a hard time thinking that Conklin is in play. I just think he is going to break the market. I think you have to talk to him. You have to bring him in. You have to do your due talk diligence. To- but I don't know what he's going to command on the market. You'd love to have him and Harris in an ideal world. Uh, you'd love to have one of them is the yeah. way that I'm kind of viewing this thing. So Mike DeWine doing his press conference now. Um, the uh, Ohio has its fourth confirmed case of coronavirus. The individual is a man in his mid-50s in Stark County. He has no travel history outside the United States, which means we have a case of community spread. Um, so that's how that goes. We expect Ohio's case to continue to grow as the virus spreads. The number of tests performed increases as of now. 21 negatives, four confirmed positive. The Stark County man is currently hospitalized and local health officials are working on a number of contacts he had in weeks before becoming ill. Um, so that is um, Mike DeWine addressing um, addressing where we stand with this thing at the moment um he is supposed reportedly going to also have some new restrictions on what you can do and what you can't do so um i have not seen that stuff yet my guess is we will get some of that gribble will join us next uh lots still to get to here on cbd 850 espn cleveland you're listening to cleveland browns daily on 850 espn cleveland Elk and Elk Serious Lawyers for Serious Injury. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case. Your Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Go Browns. There you go. <laughs> Sir Andrew Gribble here with me. Um, look, we're, we're, we're talking about free agency and drafts and possible fits and all this stuff, and we're doing it uh, while the governor of our state is holding a press conference detailing what's next as you step to curb the coronavirus growth that is going on there. I told you right before the break, a Stark County man currently hospitalized. Um, he is the first uh, case of community spread he, as he had mm-hmm. not traveled outside uh, of the country. Um, our um, director of Ohio director of health, Amy Acton, says we know the disease is spreading in the United States. We have some hard months ahead with social disruption, but we know it ta- that if we take these actions, they make a difference. 
Um, she says community spread is a game changer. You're going to see us taking more aggressive actions now. Please know we're doing this to protect Ohioans and protect our health care system. Um, so I will keep you updated to that as it comes, but predict pretty big disruption to regular life here over yeah. the course of the next uh, month or months. Yeah, it's all for a good purpose, though, at this point. you got to just uh, – we've all seen these graphs that keep getting – to passed along on social media just the difference it can make when you start canceling these things that if you may think it in the moment you're like well that seems silly to me like obviously it's already out of control but at the same time when you do these in large numbers then it does does have an impact on at least slowing things down De- dewine just said uh also because there were i talked to lots of people who cover politics down there that there'd be a closing in schools would be what is next he said i'm not ordering to close schools we may get to that point but not today if it comes uh we'll work with the legislature and the schools to seek to waive testing requirements if schools need to be closed so as of now and i know that was real popular uh belief in terms of what this would be today uh but it is not is not the closing of schools no, at least not yet no state's done that from <clears throat> My knowledge, not right? statewide. No, no, we haven't seen that statewide, and and we do not have the numbers that are that we've seen in Washington State and California and uh, parts of New York. We don't we don't have those numbers yet. So, uh, if anything else does come of this in terms of way it would disrupt your life, your sporting life, we'll get it to you. Um, how do you prepare Gribs for? And again, understanding the absurdity of going to a very serious serious health issue to NFL teams feeling that that's an awkward transition, but we will make it nonetheless. Yeah. Um, as as we do that, and you think about a CBA to be ratified by Saturday or voted on by Saturday at 11.59, by set Sunday morning at the latest, you will know where to go there. Um, a, a tag date that has been moved back to Monday. Open tampering, go nuts on Monday. Free agency, all signs on Wednesday. We're seeing now, we saw it with Joseph today, we saw it with... Um, uh, the safety out of Miami, whose name escapes me at the oh, moment. Rashad Jones. Rashad yeah. Jones. Uh, we saw it with our guys with Kirko yesterday. You're starting to see guys get released for that, but we're behind schedule from where we normally are. This is going to be a wild seven days. Yeah, the, the point I, I, I think Gibbs and I were talking about this earlier today is that the one thing that you've not seen a lot of that is usually something that happens between February and March when the CBA is in place is, a lot, is the re-signing of players. You've seen very little of that. You've seen very little yep. of guys that are that are poised to be free agents but would like to stay with their team and their team wants to keep them. You've seen much less of that than you would normally see in, in other years. And I think yep. that is a result, a direct result of not knowing what the salary cap could be with the CBA and, and, and things like that. So that is going to be tied into all the other stuff that happens Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Because I, I think the franchise tag stuff obviously affects a few of the biggest names mm-hmm. out there, but it's not necessarily going to affect every team. It's not going to affect the Browns. No. Uh, I mean, so it's it's just one of those – that's another piece of it. But I think the, it's, the, it's the re-signing of players, especially when, it, when I was doing my article yesterday on all the offensive linemen that are free agents. There's so many of these guys where you look up stories about them. It says – Reports are indicating they want to stay with their team, but nothing's happened yet. So it's like yeah. an Anthony Costanzo. Everyone thinks he's going back to Indianapolis. Brian Bulaga is going back to the Packers. I think he wants to. Uh, people think Andrew Whitworth is going back to the Rams, but there's no deal in place just because there's there's stuff to work out still. They don't know the numbers, and I I kind of always had that theory with Brady. Yeah, honestly, that the Patriots just don't know how to, what to pay him now. And now that the the news that he's got this production company leads me to believe this whole thing's been a documentary <laughs> uh, to create interest and and to launch that that production company. I, I'm standing with that. Um, in terms of the job that AB and Paul and Kevin now have, from this is there's significant roster building 
that has to take place now. If you think about safety, you think about no Kirko and no Joe. Um, if if those if there's if Joe doesn't come back, Kirko's been released. Uh, you're going to need a veteran linebacker. Uh, all, lots of reporting that Olivier Vernon will either have to be restructured or won't be here. In that case, you've got to have a, a, a defensive end opposite Miles. We know about the depth on the defensive line last year at the end, which was a problem. Uh, I think you'd have to do something at receiver. I mean, Jarvis isn't going to be active until August, yeah. and so you're going to do something at receiver uh, and then tackle, where you probably need two. So how do you and I know this is difficult because AB's never been a GM so we don't know what his we don't know what it's going to look like uh, for him we know who his influencers are um, but in terms of filling out this roster what does that look like no, what's yeah, the priority you've got numbers to work with I mean with the salary cap especially if you if you continue to move on from a couple of players so I still wouldn't expect just dumping all that money into players to fill up this year's roster because I think you have to manage that pretty responsibly uh, knowing you have uh, looming extensions with a, a few of your core players. So I, I continue to go back to the way Andrew Barry's talked about being aggressive. And I think there's just been, hasn't been much chatter about potential trades because it trades involve players who are not set for free agency. So their names you're not hearing much about, but I think there's always opportunities to acquire players who potentially are nearing the end of their rookie deals may not fit uh, as long-term options with their current teams. And, and they always, but they could make more sense on your team. That's what the Browns did uh, in acquiring a guy like Demarius Randall a couple years ago. Yeah. There's always, there's always room to improve your roster and get someone you believe is an immediate starter. That's the way I think the the team might have to go with a few of these positions. Cause you're right. There are a lot of areas to fill. You, you, you can't, you couldn't put this team out there tomorrow the way it stands at, at certain no. positions at, at safety uh, or linebacker, but fortunately you're not playing tomorrow. You've got the free agency and the draft to, to fill out some of these areas. I think linebacker, tackle, and safety are the three biggest areas of need right now because I think even though everyone is projecting the Browns to take a tackle in the draft, mm -hmm. you can't just go into the draft having to have that. You, you have to at least yeah. – fill out that area so you could feel okay if for some reason you move off that position if someone you never expected to become available becomes available so you have to at least fill it out so you don't have you aren't position dependent when you go into that draft pick where you only have seven picks absolutely I, it's critical that that as you go into the draft you could put a team on the field right that's the idea you can't draft saying we need we got to we need a left tackler we can't play sunday so they that's that's just a lot of bodies they're going yeah. to have to come in here uh, over the course of time. Now, John did this when he got here. He turned over 60% of the roster in a year. Um, so you can do it. Um, Gibby and I was talking, and he, he said that you guys talked about it on BPA, about the idea of trades, uh, that potentially this team would have, that maybe trading for players would be something of interest, something that Philadelphia certainly does a lot of with Howie Roseman, and AB said that Howie was one of the biggest influences on his career. Um, when you think about trades – you almost you can't do anything till the CBA situation sorted out. So then that is another thing to factor in is the potential of trades in the time from free agency to the draft. Yeah. What 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 in that instance from a position of strength, where do you start to trade out of? I mean, I I think I still wonder where you would get tackles in a trade because no one's given those those players mm -hmm. up. So I would look at safety and linebacker. I mean, those are areas where you you find these teams that are maybe cap strapped with players that. Like if you looked at if the Browns were on the other side of this and you were going into the last year Joe Schobert's contract and like well 
long term, it might not make sense with that kind of money looming. Then teams are more willing to move off. I, the draft capital of the trade, the Browns don't exactly have what they used to in, in terms of picks able to trade. They do have three future 2021 picks in addition to their, their own picks in, mm-hmm. in, in that draft. So they do have some of those things to move around. It just depends on the, the price and fit. I mean, a guy like Jarvis Landry, where it didn't make sense for him in Miami anymore, you got him for really cheap to yep. come over here. Uh, and then you sign him to an extension to make it worthwhile. So it, it, it's just so hard to identify those players right now because you just don't know where teams even sit with those guys. So it, it, I'm sure AB and his group have a list of those kind of guys, yeah. and then you're willing to to start making phone calls when, when those teams are ready to start making these deals. But really, the, uh, off the top of my head, there's maybe been one or two proposed trades so far going through, the biggest one being A.J. Boye to the, the Broncos. There really hasn't been much of anything. The uh, league's so been far. on hold, man. I yeah. mean, it's just, it's just not much. We're waiting on the CBA. We, we come here, do this show. I'm sure you guys do BPA, and it's the same. You're doing the same stuff in different ways because there's been so little movement around the league. And, to, and I think you bring up a great point in terms of re-signing your own guys. You're not even seeing that because you don't right. know what to pay them. Um, so so the, basically the league's on hold. The free agency class is on hold, and that's where you sit at this moment. And then it's all going to hit at once. And it's all going to start Monday. I, I cannot imagine, though, we were talking about this earlier, like I cannot imagine if you're Brady or if you're somebody of that that level that at this point you know where you're going. Like you've done the due diligence and you've talked to teams. Um, the Patriots have already told him, you know, we'll, go ahead. They can meddle. They can t- tamp or do whatever they want. My guess is most teams are like that because everybody just wants to know where they stand with yeah. their guys. So I think you'll see more of that. It, there's no doubt that it's heading into a very – very interesting time. A quick update on the DeWine Presser. Uh, nursing home assisted living uh, issuing an order limiting visitors to one per day uh, per resident. There must be a single point of entry. Everyone will be screened for temperature and potential illness. Visitor logs must be kept. Also says shortly we'll be issuing rules in regard to mass gatherings in Ohio. Every expert has told us that there's a risk in any kind of mass gathering. The closer you are to other people, the bigger the risk. You must ask yourself if you're going to a large gathering is necessary. The key word there, I think, Gribbs, is rule rather than recommendation. Yes. So that would be the that would be the um that would be it. And you've mentioned, we talked about this earlier, Gibbs and I had off the top of the show and we addressed some of the closings. He says, we are doing things we are doing because we have a potential to become like Italy. We are taking the actions we are taking now to try to avoid that. The situation will get bad before it gets better, but it is our hands determine what that outcome will be. I would say that we are headed quickly for a no crowds at any sporting events, probably yeah, immediately. The big one today was the Washington announcement because they have tournament games there and it sounds like they're Governor Making Washington to stop stop the big gatherings, and so that that could force a hand if if it hadn't already been forced. That would force the NCAA's hand because they have regionals in Spokane. Uh, the governor of Washington, if you're just joining us, has has banned all crowds more than 250, yeah. I believe. Um, so that shuts down uh, the Spokane regional, and the NCAA now would have to decide an organization that you and I are familiar with mm-hmm. uh, that does not like giving money back. <laughs> no, <laughs> to anybody. Is going to have to probably write some checks for tickets and so forth. I did see someone suggest about. why don't why not push back these all these sites to next year if possible, and then do all these on campus or somewhere like smaller venues if they're going to be empty no matter what. Because are they really get where's this final where's Final Four supposed to be this year? Like, is they, it Atlanta? Are they really going to put it in that dome? Empty it, dome. Empty the, even that feels big when it's full. You know, I mean, like that's I mean, like it's the, a fantastic point. I mean, you could play it at where the Hawks play or something like that if yeah. you wanted to. I mean, it's or just do it on campus. You could just have the high seeds play host 
to them. The only thing you worry about is mass travel. I think one thing you'll see with Selection Sunday is you'll see, um, you know, before, for example, if Gonzaga was the one seed out west, they would maybe make the two seed somebody like Kentucky out west mm-hmm. to punish Kentucky for being for going out out west, but then also have a marquee and a potential elite eight matchup. I think you'll say Kentucky will stay in the south. Mm-hmm. Like I think they'll just do logical things like that with seeding, which they otherwise wouldn't do. Ohio State has gone out west a lot because they're a big draw. I think that the Buckeyes would stay in the Midwest and go to regionals around here. Typically, they wouldn't have given them a, a Cleveland home court advantage, but now there wouldn't be one. So the regional here in Cleveland, the Buckeyes, my guess, would be here because it's two hours up the road and you can bus it. Yeah. It's pretty simple. It's just wild. I mean, it's 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 all happening kind of fast, but it's like there's still like this, the the ominous feeling that everyone believes the worst is still ahead of us because we're preparing for these things, but it really hasn't escalated quite like it has overseas elsewhere. No, no, it hasn't. Uh, DeWine, very optimistic in his closing thoughts. He says, we'll get through this. Ohioans are resilient. The sun will come up in the morning, but it's going to get darker before the sun comes up. The goal is to minimize deaths. What we're seeing is predictable. We have the ability to control risk. Everything in life involves risk. We should not take unnecessary risks. Yeah. So um, in terms of in the state, um, the MAC tournament's already addressed this. Uh, I know the Blue Jackets in Columbus say they're going to play, but I don't think they're. I don't think that's going to happen now. DeWine also just dropping at a minimum what we said yesterday about mass gatherings will become an order. There you go. So that's the is end that, of that. Is that the? Is that now? Do that's we qualify that. that as the big news? That would be the that? big news that, so. that we will have no more. Um, that, for example, the Columbus Crew play Saturday in Columbus. Um, but that's outdoors. It is. It is. They'll have a decision to make there, and I'm sure there's contingency plans with ticketing on how to handle that. Uh, the Blue Jackets in Columbus play Thursday and Saturday. They had said, they had a press conference earlier today, that they were going to play with fans, but now not. If, they want, if that is in order, then that's the end of that. Um, the Cavs back home, I know they're on a they roadie have, for a couple of yeah, weeks. They only have a couple of home games in the next few weeks. Yeah, because the NCAA is here mm-hmm. next week, so that won't affect that. Um, the The Boy, gosh! You think about they the still Masters. Got, they still got the 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 Cavs. Still have the Lakers coming to town. Yeah, they'll lose that gate, which will be a significant gate. Um, the you think about the Masters coming up, you know, in front of empty, which wouldn't be much of an impact there because it's usually silent there anyway, except for the roars here and there would be pretty quiet. I, I don't know what. It, it's interesting because like Dewine's comments yesterday were indoor venues, yeah, indoor things. I don't know what. I would think outdoor should be the same, but what I haven't seen anything on a lot of outdoor things other than the Mariners. <laughs> I've, relocating I've, I've been to a lot of outdoor events where I'm going to the concession stands and feel pretty cramped. So that's that yeah, can be. Uh, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, that can I get indoor. I think it's just to say. I, I think it's just. I think it's going to be cross board. Is what it's going to be. Question like, is, what about what about ongoing spring training right now? Does that count? Those are small. Yeah, crowds, I would think so. Kent State just canceled the rest of their spring ball. Yeah, I think Ohio State will be in a similar position with spring football. Like even the practice? Yep. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Ohio State's going on with the practicing, but they're they're I I can't they haven't made anything official on the spring game yet. Uh but that will be there's no way that that's going to get done that quickly. That that where we're headed is is where we're going. Yeah. DeWine says, "I thank those who have already chosen to limit large events in response to yesterday's recommendation. For the others, there will be an order." So I would assume the Blue Jackets, Cavs, and crew are all involved in that you have um i mean the the idea i mean the, the this is all going to be without crowds guys for a while maybe yeah. a month or so is where we're headed um 
And and I'm with you on this. Like I would rather I would rather be overly cautious if some people view that this what DeWine's doing is overly cautious. I would rather be that and look back and go, boy, we were silly than be Italy. Yeah. So, you know, we'll we'll do it this way. In terms of the NFL, to this point, the NFL, the owners meetings are coming up March twenty ninth, I think, down in, mm-hmm. in uh Palm Beach, and then the draft. To this point, the NFL has said everything's on, but the NFL hasn't had to deal with this, really. Right. That, that, you've got some time to work with, yeah. with the draft. The right. one thing that I would say about the NFL, though, is if you're going to start canceling practices, teams are allowed back in their buildings the first week in April. And what will that look like? Now, obviously, that's still week a few weeks away. Yeah, because even when you come back in April, you're not really doing much football stuff for a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, you're you're around, and is that going to be the case, or I don't know? Would that con- constitute a large gathering, though? No, but I mean, you're seeing teams cancel their spring ball, yeah, on the college side of things. Hey, you're right. It, what are, what's our date? Be April, coming down April from 5th the NFL saying, you know, because if one player gets it, you got to shut it all down. Well, like Wendy said today. You know, and get up if one NBA player gets it. And we've already seen that with the European teams. Nobody's tested positive on Arsenal or Man City, but they both came in contact with the owner of Olympiacos and Nottingham Forest, who does have it. And so the two teams are quarantined. So those yeah, two teams are now out of the mix for EPL games for two weeks. I think one. I think Man City's still in Champions League too. Um, and Spain and Italy already been playing to empty houses. So yeah, it's wild. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever seen anything anything quite like this. Um, Pretty wild. Good stuff, Grips. No problem. CBD 850 ESPN Cleveland. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Um, DeWine was direct. Uh, Governor DeWine was asked directly about March Madness games, and he said there will the direct line was there will be in order in the next 24, 36 hours. So um, this would impact. Um, I would hold off on your plans to go watch the games. Yeah, if you, if you think you're going to see the first two rounds in Cleveland, you're like you're not. Um, and Dayton as well in the in the first round, uh, the first of four games there. Uh, the Columbus Crew game I think would be affected by this on Saturday down in Columbus and the two Blue Jacket games. I, th- I think they play uh, tomorrow and Saturday home games there. The Cavs aren't home for a while. But folks, this is we're headed in a situation where there will be no crowds for sporting events for a little while here. I'm not sure yeah. how long it'll last. Nobody does. This changes by the minute, by the hour, but more and more, this is where we're heading. I, I'm glad that I'm glad that we're being aggressive with it and shut. I mean, I'm glad we're being aggressive and shutting it down. I'm glad. Glad yep. DeWine's doing it. Glad I it sucks, but it does. We have it has to be done. Yeah, and we can. Um, you know, I, I think the other thing. Um, uh, to, to remember is you 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 know take care of your family take care of everybody you can still watch all this stuff on TV so while you wanted to go and I understand the heartbreak of that this is going to be a big inconvenience in many ways to your life um, but if it can save lives it's worth it um, and it's really something uh, gives who that's just been thrust it's 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 rare that the sports world we have to deal with these type of things correct the, the sports world is your escape normally yeah, yeah. and instead it is it has been thrust right into the forefront, right down Main Street, yep. and um, and it, uh, it'll only be more and more as this goes along. Um, and right now, I mean, Dewine had a Dewine yesterday did one of these, <laughs> and around this time he did one today. There's a decent chance he'll do one tomorrow. Yeah. Um, that's that's how fluid this entire situation is. Um, the 
I'm trying. You, I was. You brought up a great point about OTAs. I mean, if you have teams canceling practice, I, I don't. I, I mean, I think I would think that would have to come down from the NFL to suspend spring workouts. But I mean, I think it's. The, I think it's in the play. further we go here, this is in play. Yeah, I mean, I was like, I was trying to think: could you postpone? Could you move it back? I mean, we're, we're all Ugh. hypothesizing; you have no idea, and we're not going to anything we say yeah. now can't be held against us because it could change tomorrow. Yep, um, it could change in an hour from now. It could; it very well could. <laughs> but I think anybody smart can see where we're trending here. Yep, and and so I think um, I think you know that the next level will have much more on this. Doctor Z is back tomorrow. Maybe, uh, maybe from sunny Mexico. <laughs> maybe. So, um, so we have that to look forward to, which is nice. Always good doing a show with you, Gibby, as always, my friend. You've done a, you've done a yeoman's work over the last well, week and a half, buddy. We're out here doing the best we can with what we can do. Good job. Uh, the next level guys are next. CBDA 50 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.